Join us today for an action-packed episode of Locked On Fantasy Baseball, where we break down the must-draft pitchers from round 7 through 12. You are Locked On Fantasy Baseball, your daily fantasy baseball podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, fantasy baseball fanatics, and welcome to the Locked On Fantasy Baseball Podcast, brought to you by the Locked On Sports Network, your team every day. As always, we're your number one source of fantasy baseball knowledge, and thank you for making us your first listen each and every day. I'm your host, Dominic Martino. You can find me on Twitter at DomMartinoFB. Here, as always, with my brother, my co-host, my partner in crime, Matthew Ane. And you could find him on Twitter at Matthew underscore Ane. If you're listening on a platform like Apple or Spotify that allows five-star ratings and reviews, we would appreciate it if you could do that for us. And if you're watching on YouTube and you haven't already, hit that little bell below. It subscribes to the channel and gives you a notification every time we drop a new episode. And lastly, most importantly, guys, join us on the subtext platform. Guys, if you're just tuning back in, you know, getting back from fantasy football, first of all, hope you did well. Happy New Year. Um, join us on subtext. You get rankings. Matt and I's rankings are super detailed. We got a hundred, over a hundred starting pitchers, hundred outfielders. We got over 40 at all the infield positions. We're going to be putting tiers into those rankings within the next couple of weeks. Um, you get text message alerts right to your cell phone with subtext. Uh, you don't want to miss it guys. It's a place you want to be. And real quick, today's episode is brought to you by FanDuel. Make every moment more right now. New customers get $150 in bonus bets with any winning $5 Moneyline bet. That's $150 if your team wins. Visit FanDuel.com slash locked on to get started today. And Matt, my brother, take it away. All right, all right. So guys, again, we're continuing this saga, which I think is good exercise to analyze who's who's available in each round based off of ADP. This is literally where pe- where these players are getting drafted, not based off of, you know, rankings or our rankings, because not everybody brings the same rankings to the draft. So this is a good exercise to see where the average draft pick is for each player. And we want to analyze each round and kind of see what our options are and, you know, who's worth the pick and who's not worth the pick. And right now we got guys that are either audible mentions or we're going to talk about whether we would draft them this round or move on and pick somebody else that might be right below them. So with that being said, without further ado, let's talk about Mr. Bobby Miller as pick 83. Um, That is a nice round seven pick. Um, Honestly, pretty good value. The dude showed out last year in his, you know, you know, first, first real big league season, 124 innings pitch, 119 strikeouts, a 376 ERA with a 110 whip. With a FIP of which is fielding independent pitching, which is we don't know what that stat is. Essentially, it is how they're pitching with an average defense behind them and not a above or below defense. So he had a 351 FIP, which is an ERA indicator that he was pitching a little bit better than what he was showing. And honestly, I think he has, you know, just a, a lot more than what he's displayed. And I think he could bring it down to about the 352 ERA, if not a 325. I think he can get himself up to a K per nine. I think that, you know, the sky's the limit for Bobby uh, Bobby Miller. And quite honestly, the value and the price is right. You know, quite honestly, pick 88, he might be like, 
my pitcher three in certain circumstances, and I'm totally happy with it. Um, you know, I'll be smiling ear to ear at that point because my team will be nice and loaded with him as my pitcher three. Yeah, Matt, you're spot on with Bobby Miller. This kid is going to take it to the next level at some point. He has four pitches that are well above average. That fastball, he gets up there, you know, over 100, averages 99. Uh, really love everything that Bobby Miller brings to the table. I have him ranked as my SP22, and he's coming off the board as the SP22. Once again, as Matt mentioned, at pick 83. If he sneaks in there and you get him as your SP3, you're walking away feeling great. I just feel like the stock is going to rise on him a little bit more, and he's going to have to be taken as an SP2, which, you know, is is tough because you are banking on upside, but we, we do know it is there with Bobby Miller, who is a very highly touted prospect coming up through the minor league system. And, you know, finally really got his chance last year and looked very good in the time he was in the big leagues. So uh, let's keep things pushing here. Let's talk on to uh, – let's move on to uh, – well, real quick, Bobby Miller was the only starting pitcher going in round seven other than Yuri Perez, who we kind of talked about uh, in the last episode. So you can go back to that one if you want to hear a little bit more about Yuri Perez. But moving on, we're going to go to round eight. And uh, somebody I think is a must draft when you get to this point, um, you know, which is between picks 85 and 96, you have Jesus Lazardo going at pick 88. Now, the word is, is that Lazardo might be on the move. Uh, you know, Matt and I's New York Yankees are a team rumored to be in on Lazardo. Uh, you know, I wouldn't be against that. Uh, but for fantasy baseball, the park is going to be a little bit worse. You know, that is a little bit scary. But if, you know, things stay the way they are, you know, with Lazardo. I like where he's coming off the board. Another guy you can get is your SP3 with upside. He had a 3.58 ERA last year, 178 innings, 208 strikeouts, and a 1-2-1 whip. Now, let's not forget Lazardo, still only 25 years old. Another guy that was a highly touted prospect coming up through the minors, uh, you know, struggled at the end of the year last year, you know, had a lot of starts where he got blown up a couple of one-offs. I would compare him to an Aranola type because Aranola does the same thing. Aranola is good for the most part, but he has these starts where he goes out there and he gives up like eight earned runs and it just kills his ERA. But, you know, kid, that's going to be 26 next year. There is a chance he takes a step forward and gets things to another level. I have Lazardo ranked, hold on, as I scroll through my rankings here as my sp19 so i have him even above bobby miller and he's going after bobby miller i love lazardo and i think he's a must draft if you can get him as your sp3 yeah i mean the fact that he's even going as pitcher 37 off the board which got to remove about like seven picks from for closers that are even going more ahead than that even yeah, more maybe, that point, like, yeah, maybe nine yeah. yeah like i think that's a little like you know, like still a value in my opinion, because I have Lizardo ranked at, at 18 for starting pitcher. And I'm, I'm super high on him. I know you are. And you know what? Like the kid, I don't care where he's going to be. He's just going to dominate, you know, captain four eyes is all he needed to be. And <laughs> I like that. That's another good one. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, it made him just that much better. Last year was a true breakout for him. And, you know what? I'm very excited to see what the future holds. You know, he could be a possible Cy Young winner in the next year or two. So Lizardo is somebody that you should be, you know, trying to target in all drafts, especially if the draft price stays the same. So, you know, let's let's keep an eye out. He's going to be one of the names we're going to be tracking on ADP risers and fallers episodes as we get into draft season. But all right, let's move on. Let's talk about Kyle Bradish, another guy that I really like. Uh, pick 94. That's uh, pretty much round nine. There's a couple guys going in round nine. I know that's round 10, but uh, one of the only pick, 
Pick 97? Is it 97? Did That's I where I saw him. I could be wrong. Correct me if I'm wrong. Uh, uh, pitcher 41. Radio. 97, you're correct. Three spots yeah. lower than I had got you, him. Got you. Thank you, sir. No if problem. you can correct that on the screen for me. So, um, Kyle Bradish, honestly, yes. I think this is another steal. If you don't know who he is and you weren't lucky enough to pick him up off the waiver wire last year, which that's what he was, a waiver wire pickup. Uh, you know, he he really showed out 160, 68 innings pitched. He had 168 strikeouts. He had a 2.83 ERA with a 104 whip. And what I really love it is, I mentioned fifth earlier, his fifth was a 3.27. So, yeah, he was still pitching above board and better than what he actually was, in my opinion. But still a 3.27 fifth is still something to, to really be proud of. And if he does that this year and just comes a little bit more to the meme and the meme and just like, hey, I'm here, boom, that's a phenomenal starting pitcher. And at pick 97, he's somebody I'm going to be targeting, especially if I lose that on Jesus Lazardo. Or I waited on pitcher, and if you watched our episode the other yesterday, uh, where we talked about um, you know that six round cluster of pitchers that you pretty much you want to walk away when you could almost wait to go and pick one of these guys and hold out and even draft earlier in five, you could then wait again and go and scoop up a Lizardo and Bradish and then boost up and bolster up your batting staff. So Kyle Bradish is somebody you definitely want to consider and target th- in this round. Yeah, Matt, you know, real quick before I jump in here and I give my take on Kyle Bradish and we move along and talk about some of these other great must-draft starting pitchers as we get into the middle rounds of the draft, we're going to hit you guys with a quick ad. And guys, we're talking about Jace Medical. I know we come to sports to escape from some of the crazy realities of real life, but can we just talk for a minute about preparing for real life? According to the FDA, pharmacies are running out of antibiotics like amoxicillin right in the middle of the worst flu season in over a decade. This is getting scary. I can't imagine a more helpless feeling than if one of my loved ones, you know, really needed, uh, you know, some of these medications while their supply chain issues and, you know, they were kept from life-saving medication that they needed. Thankfully, we'll be okay because of Jace Medical. The Jace case is a pack of five different antibiotics to treat a long list of bacterial bacterial illnesses, including UTIs, respiratory infections, sinitis, skin infections, among others. This stuff could happen to any of us. Visit jacemedical.com and complete your physician encounter. It will be reviewed by a board-certified physician, and your medications will be dispensed by a licensed pharmacy at a fraction of the regular cost. It's never been more important to be prepared than today. Go to jacemedical.com and use the offer code Locked On to get $20 off your order. And guys, with that being said, once again, I just want to talk about the subtext platform. I can't uh, stress how important it is this time of year to get a leg up on your competition. And what a better place to do that than by joining Matt and myself on the subtext platform. Guys, text message alerts right to your phone. This is the time of year where you're going to need answers for your dynasty uh, keepers, uh, regular keepers, all that stuff. Um, You're going to want the alerts right to your phone when there's breaking news about how players are, you know, uh, um, you know, who's going to make the rosters and all that stuff, bounce backs, breakouts, busts. Uh, so make sure you join us on Subtech. Just a very small fee on there, guys, and you have everything that you need. Matt, real quick, do you want to say anything else real quick before we move on? Uh, honestly, you know, like 
just you don't want to miss out on it. Like we do a lot of homework into it. We're going to be able to really guide you through this. And I know I've been a little spotty uh, recently with posting it, but it's coming out tomorrow. There'll be an update and uh, you don't want to miss out. So join today so you don't miss out on my updates for tomorrow. All right, sir. All right, Dom, you want to give us a little Braddish action? Yeah, yeah. Get the, the garden. Yes, oh. yes, sir. <laughs> you did a very good um, job there talking about him. I just want to mention uh, the reason he really did take the step forward next year. He really, you know, changed up his pit- pitch mix. Uh, he took that sinker that he hardly threw at all in 2022, uh, you know, up that to about 20% of the time. Uh, he threw it. He was leading with his slider last year when he led with his fastball in 2022. So I just want to mention, this is the stuff that you're looking for in a legitimate breakout. Not that he just got hot randomly for, you know, uh, a five, seven start stretch, but a true change in, you know, the pitch mix or the way they're releasing the ball or the amount of spin they're putting on the ball or something like that as far as pitchers go. And, you know, at 26, Bradish made the changes. They worked out for him. He had a monster, monster season. I don't think there's another level. I honestly think as far as the ERA goes, this is probably a high. He's probably going to be like a mid to low um, threes ERA type of guy right around that K per nine uh, with strong control. Hopefully the whip stays where it is. Bradish, I don't think he's somebody I'm absolutely targeting, but, you know, another solid, you know, option as your SP3, and I think he is legitimate. But let's move on to this next guy, somebody who I think I'm a little bit more excited about. Let's talk about Cole Reagans. So now Cole Reagans, um, I believe he moves us into the next round here. Am I correct about that? Yeah. Yes, he does. So we're now into round 10. We're talking about picks uh, 107 through 116 here, and Reagans is my absolute favorite, uh, favorite at that point. Reagan's made all the changes that you want to see going over from, uh, you know, Texas to Kansas City. Uh, and, you know, Texas was crowded. They had a lot of stuff going on at the beginning of the year, getting to Grom and, you know, um, Andrew Heaney and all these other guys. And Cole Reagan's just got left to the wind. And, you know, Kansas City kind of said, hey, we can work with this guy and, you know, make a couple of changes. And bang, there it is. The guy's throwing over 100 miles an hour. And he just looked fantastic down the stretch uh, with the Kansas City Royals. It was 12 starts with Kansas City for Cole Reagan's 264 ERA, 71 innings, 89 strikeouts, and a 107 whip. And Matt was talking about FIP earlier. Uh, Reagan's 249 FIP, so the ERA had potential to be even better. Uh, this is a guy I'm targeting. Uh, once again, pick 112 for Reagan's. And that's the 49th pitcher overall on NFBC ADP. But we can't sort by relief pitchers. I want to say there's about maybe 12 to 15 relievers in there at that point. So you're talking about, you know, maybe pitcher 30 for Reagans. Another guy you're getting about is your SP3. And honestly, I think this is the one for me. Almost at about everybody we're talking about today. Him and Lazardo, I have pretty close in my rankings. And Bobby Miller is in that mix too. But Reagans is somebody that's just growing on me. I love all the growth I've seen from him. I think he's going to have a big, 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 big 2024. No, I, I, you're you're definitely spot on. Like, I mean, obviously, if I had a pick between Bradish and Reagans, like, obviously, it's going to be Reagans. Uh, but the thing is, like, the one player I do like in this round, if I'm going to go for, like, an outfielder, is is Jordan Walker who's going right around there. So that's the decision I feel like I'm going to be making in drafts where okay. it's like jo- Jordan Walker's, you know, ADP of 119 and I'm not we're not here to talk about bats, but you know, these are decisions on based off of team construction of also who you're yeah. going to target. 
So like Reagan, this is where it's like we have three really good pitchers in this in this round. Like we're gonna talk about the next guy who I'm super high on as well with Reagan's, and you know it's gonna be a tough decision. Okay, do I want to complete my outfield, which is hard to come by with Walker, or do I need do I want to you know scoop up somebody in an earlier round and then target and wait around for Reagan's? So it's it's gonna be tough, but I also think his ADP moves up as we get closer to draft season as well. It's probably gonna sneak into more closer to where Bradish is, if anything. And, break into that top 100 but let's move on i feel like we've moved on i kind of went off on a little tangent um let's talk about uh tanner bybee as well another guy i'm really high on going at pick 115 i love bybee bybee really like showed up and kind of almost didn't think he was gonna have this kind of season like he's always been a great talent but man did he really like just say hey guys i'm here i'm ready to i'm ready to just be one of these, you know, guardian pitchers that just show out and just come out of nowhere, in my opinion. Um, but you know, like 142 innings pitch, 141 strikeouts, um, a two nine uh two nine eight ERA with a one one seven whip. Um, the FIP was about a half run higher at three five two, but like honestly, like if he had a three five two ERA, I'd still be happy this year. I still think it's kind of somewhere in the middle of like from like a three to a you know the three, five, two, I think we meet somewhere in the middle, like three, two, five, three thirty, And I think Bybee is going to, you know, be over that K for nine. I think he gets about 175 to 185 innings this year. And he's going to be very valuable. So like, he's another person that like, I kind of want to like target over Reagan's in certain, in terms of just based off of, um, you know, track record, like Reagan's did have, did have his struggles where it took him to get, obviously get the opportunity Whereas Tanner Bybee pretty much just showed up and did his thing. And his his uh, minor league track record is a little bit more, you know, I guess the, the word is welcoming and more, gets me more excited, essentially. Because, I mean, the dude was just a stud all throughout his minor league career. So, like, it's Bybee for me, but I have them pretty closely ranked as well if I'm really looking at my rankings here. I look, I have Bybee at 28, and I have, what, Cole Reagan's at 22, a little bit higher, but... I feel like I want to, like, based off of talking right now, I want to move Bybee up and move Reagan's down a little bit. It's just based off. Uh, it's just based off of just you know looking at the looking at the details and looking at okay, what 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 possibly could be the outcome long term is Ray, Reagan's is more of like a question mark, whereas Bybee's looking like somebody that's just continuing in his process of growth. So you know, it's a matter of how you feel and what you want to put your flag on, and then pretty much risk your season on. Matt, I think that was actually really perfectly said, brother. I think Bybee is more of a we know we we have a pretty solid idea of what we're gonna get with him. Where Reagan's, I, I the range of outcomes is absolutely wild. Where Reagan's, you I think honestly the upside is as a top ten starting pitcher with um compared to you know Bybee. I don't think he has that top ten starting pitcher upside, but I think it's guaranteed that Bybee is a top thirty five starting pitcher, and I don't think he moves any lower than that. I love Bybee as you know a lower end SP three. Uh, would prefer him as my SP four, but I don't think that's happening because you know he he's a very very young talented starting pitcher. But Matt, you broke him down very well, and uh, I think before we move into these last few names here, we got uh, we actually have a good mix of a couple veterans and then a young gun. Uh, we're gonna hit you with guys with a quick ad. The NFL regular season is wrapping up, but there's still time to get in the action with FanDuel, America's number one sports book. Right now, new customers get $150 in bonus bets guaranteed when you place a $5 bet. That's $150, win or lose. 
The app is super easy to use with so many different ways to place bets, like live game, same game, parlay. Also, you can, if you don't know where to find a bet or what bet to place, you can go and find bets in the new Explore tab and, and make a parlay or find a parlay in Parlay Hub, the best way to find popular parlay, parlays, and so much more. So visit FanDuel.com slash LockedOn and make your first bet a touchdown. FanDuel, official partner of the NFL. All right. So I think it's your turn, my friend. Yeah, I'll hop back in here and talk about our next guy, and it's a very interesting name. Let's talk about Justin Verlander. I mean, Justin Verlander is not the Justin Verlander of old, and, you know, I think he had a lot of us, you know, uh, fooled by my old saying is that, you know, Father Time is undefeated. Uh, And it looked like, hey, Justin Verlander might have a chance to take Father Time, but then, you know, uh, it kind of turns back the clock after he wins the Cy Young in 2022 and his 2023 as a 40-year-old. Verlander kind of started to sow some of those, you know, um, nicks in the armor, right? Uh, But still a a solid season, a 3-2-2 ERA, 27 starts, 162 innings, 144 strikeouts, uh, a 1-1-3 whip. But one thing I will point out well, with Verlander, the FIP was a three eight five. I I think he pitches as much as he can for Houston this year at age forty one, and I think the results are going to be solid. You know, I, I think a, a mid three ZRA with I think he could still hover around a K per nine with decent control, where the whip isn't going to kill you. You know, maybe like a one one five whip. But at 41, I don't know how much we can ask of Verlander. I think there's better upside picks at this point. But if you just want somebody that's stable, you know, as like your SP3, SP4, because Verlander's at pick 118, we're still in, um, we are still in that. Oh, no, we actually jumped around 11 here with Verlander, you know, moving into that next round. But I don't, I just don't think he's somebody I'm targeting, if I'm being honest with you. Just not a target of mine for Justin Verlander. And you know what? I'm right there with you too. Like honestly, like I want to pick Verlander because also you look at you look at a look you look at it like um like a little bit deeper. You look at his like um baseball savant page and you yeah. start looking at like his speed of his pitches and stuff. Like it there's not actually like anything like super alarming. Like things are kind of on par where it was in 2022. It's just Father Tom just I think kind of caught up with him in terms of like you know how do I how do I want to put this? But essentially just endurance like the old body's breaking down a little bit and also too i also don't think it helped that he was dealing with that shoulder shoulder um issue to begin begin the year so like there yeah, was just a had, lot of had the, main, the major terrace right yeah a lot of people had them last year mckenzie yeah, and, and mckenzie we, too yeah a lot of people got that which i've never heard of that injury before. yeah we were talking about that <laughs> i remember that one that's that sticking in my head now for that reason yeah but like so like the thing is too like we could see a resurgence and he could pay off on this value and, you know, he could, you know, kind of dance with father time a little bit. But we also, I like the draft price. So, like, this is a lot different than the previous years. He'd usually be like a top 50, top 60 pick. We're now seeing him out of, t- out of the top 100. And it's kind of tempting, like, bless you, if he was available, like, around this time. And I kind of am looking for a pitcher and both, and Bybee's gone. I might pick Verlander. Um, just right there, just because, hey, it's great value on just the name and take a shot. He'd be like my pitcher four at this point. So I, I'd be okay with Verlander, but I'm going to move on. Like I think I've spent, we spent a great time 
your take was great on him. Uh, but yeah, let's talk about Sonny Gray, another guy who's you know a little bit on the older side. He's what 34 years old this year, uh, you know, but still went out and had a good year. Uh, Sonny Gray had 184 innings pitched. He had 183 strikeouts. He had a 279 ERA, and he had um, a WHIP of 114. You know, he had a really really nice year, and to boot his FIP was a 283. So he was pitching right on par as to what he was doing this year. Now, my only little knock on him, honestly, is, you know, can he do it again? He is 34. He's not like Verlander where, or Scherzer, where, for that matter, where you're trusting the age at this point. And I, again, this is not saying I trust Scherzer this year. But I'm just saying that the history and how old they've been able to do it. Sonny Gray is just doesn't have the track record the others two do, but I do want to say like the last two years have been fantastic. Last year he was only able to get 119 innings pitch, but in that he had a 308 ERA. So Sonny Gray at pick 124, I'm not mad at picking. I think I think honestly that's a great upside play and it's a very reasonable price. And depending on what your team construction is, he's somebody you definitely want to at least highlight and kind of put in the queue and be like, okay. How does this look? Can my team, you know, be benefit? Is it the right time to go and pick that pitcher? Because now we're you're really in the mud of how you want to construct your team. And Sonny Gray might slip in there and be a real boost to your rotation. Yeah, Matt. Great, great take on Sonny Gray. Uh did you mention when you have him ranked, Matt? I did not, but I can. I'll say this. I have I have Sonny Gray actually 24. I, there you go. You're even higher than me. I have him at 28, and you know, pick 124, getting him as you, you know, your SP4. That's a bargain, in my opinion. I'll probably have a lot of Sonny Gray, and that just if if you're taking a guy like Sonny Gray, it, it's we talked about rotation, you know, stabilizers. I guess that's going to be like a term I'm going to be using a lot this off season. So I, I think y'all need to just you know get on board with me using that. Sonny Gray is that we know what we're going to get. He's going to give you you know a, a strong amount of innings. He, he's shown that he can throw over 200 innings, get up there, 180, 175. He's done it a bunch of times in his career. Uh, and he goes to the Cardinals, you know. A good team to pitch for. I guarantee they're going to be better than they were last year. Uh, I, I don't think the ERA stays, you know, under three, but is a low threes ERA with 100, and once again, 184 innings, 183 strikeouts, and a 114 whip possible again. Yes. And I, I think that's why... We need to take guys like Sonny Gray. All of the picks can't be sexy. You know, you know, not every pick has to, you know, be like, oh, oh, okay. But when you take a guy like Sonny Gray, you know what you're getting, and it's going to be good production. You know, he's had one, uh, you know, bad, really bad year in the last four. Uh, his whole career, thrown 1,500 innings. He's a 3-4-7 ERA guy, you know, uh, right under the Cape nine for his career, and his career whip is a 1-2-0. But the last two years, Sonny Gray's shown him Improvement aging like fine wine. Uh, Matt and I actually love Sonny Gray. <laughs> Let's move on to this last guy, though. <laughs> we'll uh, we'll, we'll, wrap, we'll wrap this thing up with a young gun, sexy name, and it's Hunter Green. See, now this is this is where you're getting to the point, you know, where you might have already drafted, you know, two or three starting pitchers, right? So let's say you went with um uh let's let me let me pull up my rankings here and let's try and do a, a fun combination of guys. Let's say you went safe, right? Let's say you took a, a Kevin Gaussman and um, a, a Logan Webb. 
then you could come in and take a hunter green. You know, you that that's that's who you pair a hunter green with, because you know hunter green is, is such a mixed bag. He throws so hard, uh, almost harder than anybody in baseball. He, he had so many good flashes last year. You know, still only twenty four years old. Uh, but I, I don't think the next step is guaranteed with, with Hunter Green. I, I still need to see more from him. I need to see what he's going to do, uh, you know, to get that control looking a little bit better. Because, you know, when once when he has that control and he's pinpointing those pitches, he looks like an absolute beast. But sometimes you need to take a little bit off. Sometimes you don't need to throw that, you know, that 102, that crazy speed. But, you know, a, a kid that's, you know, super young, once again, 24, trying to, you know, feel his way in, in the bigs and figure out what's working for him. I think we're going to see, you know, a lot of changes for Hunter Green. Not somebody, once again, I'm necessarily targeting, but, you know, uh, somebody you could take. Let me see where I have him ranked. I have him ranked as my SP38, but I honestly think I'm going to move him down a little bit. Uh, I'm not in love with Hunter Green, but I, I definitely understand the upside. Yeah. I mean, everybody loves a hard-throwing six foot five, two hundred and forty-two yeah. pound pitcher. That's really yeah. just all it is. Uh, but you know, quite honestly, I'm just the the control doesn't seem to be there yet, and I'm just not fully in. Like you said, I have him as pitcher thirty-nine. Uh, you know, I could see him also moving down around pitcher forty-five. Uh, I honestly, this is too rich for my blood to pick one thirty-two. So I don't think I'll be having him in any drafts because. You know, he would have to be much lower, and I'd rather gamble on his teammate, who's almost three ninety nine, and that's Nick Lodolo, um, yeah. uh, versus Hunter Green paying up this price. So, you know, with that being said, man, uh, why don't you take this away? Yeah, yeah, guys, um, that's all for today. Please be sure to like, subscribe, comment, rate, and review. And thank you for making Locked On Fantasy Baseball your first listen each and every day. Uh, but guys, until next time, peace. peace.